whoop and welcome to Art and Labor. Let's go. Halloween. Ooh, whoop, whoop. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Halloween um it's a Halloween spectacular special um uh chills, thrills, um spills, but most most of all um friendship and um love and car- the carnival and juggalos and the gathering um and other things that juggalos like um what else did they do throwing rocks at tila tequila um well i can't remember what other things juggalos do um ladies and gentlemen and everybody who's too cool to be either of those things like me um welcome to art and labor um i'm okay fox and I don't have any co-hosts. All, all my co-hosts are dead because uh, it's Halloween and they go back and ha- they, they they walk the they walk the earth in normal times as my um, my beautiful zombie brethren. And then they go back to sleep when it's Halloween weekend. So um, they're not here. <laughs> No, it's because I'm too lazy to set up a Zoom and in-person guest at the same time because it's very annoying. Um, but I'm here. It's OK Fox. And joined with me today is a very special guest. <laughs> That's right. We got Violent J. Sessa <laughs> uh, England is here. Who, Hi. Um, uh, super fans might have listened to me and Sessa do um, a Patreon-only podcast. Mm-hmm. That was a Sparks, specifically the movie Annette fan cast. Yes. Um, yes. Which I want to keep doing. <laughs> but it's, hard to, it's harder to justify when like three people listen. Was it, it was three people, no, right? No, yeah. I think it was more than that. I think it was more than that. <laughs> I. <laughs> it's a niche. It's very niche. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very fucking Sparks, and then specifically Annette, which nobody saw. Yes. Um, yes. podcast. Um, but Sessa England is my longtime collaborator and friend. Um, we've uh been in informing each other's art practice. <laughs> um mm. for for nigh on a decade yeah yeah it has been it has been uh quite some time now and i've um i i've, I've always loved talking to you and we talk about a lot of the same shit we talk about on art and labor before art and labor was a thing yeah yeah um, well, for people who are unfamiliar with both of us, which is probably everybody, um, <laughs> we, me and Sessa, uh, we used to do a, a gallery uh-huh. yeah. in Silent Barn uh, called Disclaimer. And um, you remember how that came about? How did that come about? Um, well... I think it was a Facebook post. I think it might have been. I also like you and I were doing things prior to that. We were doing like shows and like True. zines. And honestly, I don't really remember exactly everything, but it seemed like there was like stuff going on that we did. 
well, together prior to that. Well, our big thing, we did the City Bird show. Yeah, but I also like just like, didn't we do like, I just feel like, yeah. it, I don't know, I feel like we always made, just asking. <laughs> we made Zine Feast. We made a zine uh-huh. festival at our college. Mm-hmm. And then that's been a successful event that has continued on oh, past us. And uh, Crit, uh, Crit, Crit Club. Club. When um, Critters, when yeah. a beloved professor named George Perino mm-hmm. passed away at Sydney Purchase, um, all of his former stu- that's my cat, all of his former <laughs> students got together um, to make a, a critique club to continue the critiques that we were doing in his class. The people who took his classes were super into critique. We're like nerds. Yeah. Yes. One would. <laughs> one could. <laughs> one could call us that. I remember my advisor at, at printmaking advisor was like, "Don't take a Perino class. They're very hard." And I'm like, "No, actually, I want. I actually, uh, you know, I'm like the the one kid in the class who does the readings and like right. wants to talk about uh." Talk about these things. uh, Just get off on that shit. Yeah, totally. No, I just want to fucking hear myself talk all day. That's why I'm a fucking podcaster. So um, it was great. I mean, to be in like a a class where you were really rigorously told, like told to like think, actually think about what you're doing and like what is, what is your editorial point of view and what is your, right. Like, and how do you relate to other, not just artists, but like he would bring in like, um, like continuing ed like older adults and uh like people in the philosophy school and the music school and the like all mm-hmm. like he would specifically seek out like students who are looking f- to to do like more like mixed majors or like mm-hmm. incorporate visual arts into their other studies yes yes and it was really cool yeah and that's yeah. what we wanted to continue um with with critique club and then through critique club we when we like kind of burned we kind of like burned out on <laughs> or like like the year after that when there was like no longer as many like perino heads and it was perino heads. it was like, uh-huh. like it was like a much harder sell to like just like regular art students or wasn't other stu- it, i don't know wasn't it you me chris Chris Simon, amazing uh, designer, probably best known for designing the interface for Heaven Will Be Mine, the video game. Oh, yeah, he's uh, that's a very popular game. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And he, the creator of Varney. Yes. <laughs> I knew, yes, I knew that. <laughs> that's how. That's that's what I knew. <laughs> that's what I know him from. That that body of work. <laughs> Oh, what a fucking genius that guy is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where's the retrospective? Chris Simon Seriously. retrospective. Jesus. I know. A little freak. I remember Mike Mike showing up too. Oh yeah, Mike Michael Gordiola, yeah. better known as Linda Felcher. Yes, Linda Felcher. Um a lot of people who like I don't know. Like yeah, a bunch of people. Matt Van Assault, master printmaker. Oh, yeah. Would come sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh freaking I don't know, but it's mostly this kind of core group of nerds. I don't know. Very, very cool people. Really tough. Very (laughs) normal, cool people. 
<laughs> really and we couldn't really continue it as like a purely like oh we're critiquing shit because we couldn't like recruit new members is what i'm trying to <laughs> like it was hard to like <laughs> us us in a room <laughs> so instead yeah. we like turned it into like a committee for this zine festival yeah kind of, yeah and made a, a zine festival um if yeah for our yeah our like last little project with that i guess mm-hmm. the zine festival was great and it was like you know we were really careful about like like we were really we were really thinking about like even in school like thinking about like the economics of like right. these things like we were really thinking about like well you know we're you know we're at suny purchase which was this like hippie school mm-hmm. that uh has a mandatory student activities fee mm-hmm. that um yes it's like slowly getting like scale all this like autonomy that students had it has just been slowly getting scaled back um i remember you but. kind of being um like the first person to kind of really explain that to me just like yeah. the way that like uh these that finances uh kind of function in the school um and that we we had money yeah we had a right to it you know uh, <laughs> to do something with it um <laughs> We so. could like do. We had like so much power and autonomy to like build out an event. Well, I had like a seven thousand yeah, dollar budget. Yeah, we paid all of these visiting artists. Right. Um, we paid like se- at least like seventy visiting artists, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And had the, and there's this huge student center and, um, like yeah, we just we put in the work to do it, and um, it was great because then now you know we all kind of have lasting friendships with a lot of those artists that mm-hmm. we invited um a lot of legends many a legends yeah I re- well oh, yeah. let's think about fucking this <laughs> uh we booked mitski oh fuck yeah for the yeah, yeah we <laughs> did. <laughs> you want to go to the music route of the after feast <laughs> that we fucking booked <sighs> and the oh i forgot about that i don't know but i'm trying to think of like like it was all of these like great comics people did seem fair fest. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Your your I'm... Lala Alberts, your Zach Hazards, <laughs> your um uh fuck. We we had people from like we flew we flew out like Anaanthropy. We threw we flew out I can't believe like, we flew out people. Oh yeah. Well we got well we worked with other clubs too. We worked with other clubs and, and like their their end of year budget and convince them to sponsor stuff. We convinced the anime club to do a maid cafe. Oh my. (laughs) Oh, Oh. we were on it. That was, that was some good, some good work. Good job. Crick club. It was crazy. It was a lot of like, um, just hanging out in this, the student government office and just like writing stupid proposals and like just sitting there until someone would sign the paper Yes, and then bringing the paper immediately to the lady who writes the checks. Yes. And then immediately giving the checks <laughs> to people. <laughs> A well-oiled machine by the end of it. I That's think politics, baby. It is, yeah. I think uh, you were, yeah. You're, you've always been very good at like understanding that, like, no, no. There's, there is something really cool at the end of this, like bureau bureaucracy. <laughs> we have know? to just get like, through it. Just have to get the. But then, of course, signed. they destroyed it once we find these 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 bet like these things where we're like building all this autonomy outside of the i mean we did stuff that we shouldn't have like we we stole a bunch of tables and then, ah. and 
when I was like, oh, we'll bring him back, but then we were too tired to bring him back, and and yeah, and they were like, oh, just bring him back. <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> we didn't get. I don't know. They got us on the tables. They got <laughs> kind of mad that we took the tables without asking. But oh, oh well, I don't know. I but I don't. We never. We did everything by the book, so I don't. I don't get why it had to go down this way. But basically, like the the really great lady who like worked in the financial department at purchase like they fired her oh and it's like i think now it's a lot it's even harder to get things done if to get student money so like what are what are kids doing in art schools these days just i mean i think there is still stuff like in like and that's like the cool thing about establishing zine fees and then like working with the student government people who like established it in like the charter or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like then they have to like do it like i don't like i was never directly involved in student government i was Mm -hmm. more a lobbyist right you were (laughs) 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 just a a nerdy weird lobbyist lobbying for uh I have a vision for vision. do it <laughs> um it's really cool though to like make a vision happen yeah and like that's like what we carried with us after purchase and yeah. like that's like the kind of purchase to silent barn pipeline that yes yeah existed for quite a while definitely um which i don't know if something equivalent I, I don't know. I hear Chaos Computers Great might go there tonight, maybe, okay. after the Machine Girl show. Okay, cool. Well, you know, I've been out of the loop for a few years. I, I do not know of this new place. Sessa moved to L.A., and mm-hmm. it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you, like, went full healthy healthy guy. I, I did go. I've, I've uh, L.A. Hath, hath made a himbo out of me. Uh, Why did I put that fucking beer? Oh, I got my, I got my beer here. Oh, I left it over there. I'm you want get... this one? Here. No, no, you know, I'm going to get mine. All right. <laughs> but tell tell the people what you got up to in L.A. Oh, God. I don't know if anybody wants to know. I want to know. You want to know. I don't know. Um, oh You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's not that much of a joke, really. I have been getting exercise. <laughs> I've been uh, getting some runs in. Yeah, I'm going to the gym. Uh, got oh I, I I uh, did twenty five push-ups, the real ones. That's amazing. That's great. Good for me. Uh, no, I mean more so than like the you got healthy in LA. You you got like a studio and then you were like yeah, yeah. you really built out your yeah no, art that's practice. True. That's true. And yeah. you're making these really cool pieces that I still haven't seen in person. Yeah, yeah. Um, but are really interesting they're from what i can tell they're kind of like this amalgamation of like kind of like family heirloom Mm. type like Mm -hmm. um like wood crafted Mm -hmm. like fine wood crafted (laughs) mixed with like depravity (laughs) like like, absolute like perverted like like tramp stamp designs or like um (laughs) like like um what was it marzipan stuffed in it like like you're a disgusting child at your like childhood (laughs) bed like stuffing like your toenails into like the side of your bedpost you always had an understanding for my work (laughs) that i that you know 
and, uh, perverted. The idea. It speaks. It speaks to that. Uh, it's yeah. Thank you. They're uh, so cool looking. I want to see them in person. Yeah. No. I mean, it's true. I have been working. Yeah. I have been working, and LA did. Um, at least in the beginning, prices are quite uh, crazy now. Uh, but at least in the beginning, uh, there Cheaper were studios. Yeah, and bigger yeah. studios. Big. Big studios. So I was able to do, uh, and also you know, outdoor space. Um, so I was able to do uh, work in a way I wasn't doing earlier, uh, but had kind of, you know, ambitions or ideas for. Um, and uh, that's kind of what this body of work is. Um, and are you like thinking about your heritage? Like, are you? Yeah. Is it Swedish? <laughs> like in design? I mean, it's it's certainly like pulling from, uh, well, you know, um, I don't know, like my work does kind of deal with with that um but but more so the way i think of it is that um you know my work is kind of semi-autobiographical or it pulls from my experience and from my surroundings and that is in sweden um growing up in sweden um so it does you know it does take on those those shapes and forms but i do have a lot of kind of um crisscrossing interests in the things that I kind of work with and, and work on. So um, there's usually more than just like one track into my work. Um, but that but my starting off point is um, through looking at like through um, materials and objects and kind of n- narratives um, from my own surroundings and, and upbringing um and then kind of uh crisscrossing those and uh perverting those into these because like before you yeah. went to la you were working with like jean materials yeah. and you were working with glass i was i was doing some mars pants stuff but it's just like um, oh yeah that's right in glass and i still work with glass um but um i have like a i guess i think i think of it as like a library of materials and and shapes and symbols. a lot of um belly button yeah rings. that's yeah. a motif it's a motif it's a reoccurring <laughs> long-standing motif <laughs> um it's the uh, 90s never left it never left me no i like yeah. i think like i spent our like group of friends that we went like i'm yeah. like, thinking like julian sheep yeah, like, yeah. In- incredible vision another like in- like total visionary yeah. person yeah, yeah who would build out these shows at like the flat. Yeah. Like the DJ fantasy stuff, yeah. which is like kind of the scene that like Machine Girl totally was cultivated. Yeah, absolutely. Through was like, you know, through these the experiences of, 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 you know, people like Julian who had this like particularly kind of queer perspective mm-hmm. and like this complete devotion to like, Y2K aesthetics. I re- like I was thinking about that the other day. Do you remember that Facebook group and like yes, what was that? The Julian was like a model. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Everyone was like posting a bunch of Y2K stuff in there. It totally it, it affected all of us and and it made us feel better about like like for me it was like little like like little things didn't le- like like I never was ashamed of liking anime. Yeah ever because i've always had good taste for one thing true um (laughs) but uh the these like these things then you like and you realize like oh you have to pull pull the things that are good 
yeah. out of these things. Yeah. And and you can build some really interesting art off that. It's like, and it, what would piss me off is like I would see like I would see like people like Julian or um, uh, Reagan Holiday mm-hmm. like doing these like or Rafia Santana doing these mm-hmm. like amazing um, like like photo collage or video collage or noise like mm-hmm. pieces that were like kind of what like people like kind of like Ryan Tricarton type right. people yeah. were, were yeah. doing or these other like EAI darlings yeah. <laughs> who were like doing this but like to me I was like they're doing it ironically they don't understand right they don't, they don't understand <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like or like the people who are consuming it like maybe if they're maybe if they're not doing it ironically like the people consuming it like think it's funny or, or right making fun of it right or like it isn't the the academic uh, yeah yeah you know? they're, they're like, over analyzing <laughs> it in ways that uh-huh or like like i always hate when like artists use outsider artists in their work right without it being like a tribute like without it being like this direct like i'm honoring this person right yeah like, when it's just a like look at this freak yeah it's like they're yes. no different than yes. like encyclopedia dramatica for well, it's Channer that kind of like you know oh attitude. like dis- i discover discoverability or whatever right. you know um you know look at what i've brought to uh to like you know be consumed by like you know the uh art yeah. establishment we're um, literally doing this podcast in juggalo makeup absolutely we are <laughs> and it is an honor to be a juggalo tonight yes, yes it is it is an honor and i honor yes, my juggalo brethren truly um and i'm trying to I, you know everybody knows on this who listens to this podcast is my vendetta to canonize new metal into a queer umbrella (laughs) it's a big mo of mine gay icon uh, yeah fred durst Durst. gay gay icon gay icon fred durst like when is he gonna come out when he comes out (laughs) it's gonna be the best day it's gonna it's gonna build so many bridges and build so much understanding seriously it's canon (laughs) it really is i just i'm willing it into existence It's, it's another like vision vision thing manifest it manifest and manifesting it. it manifest and it's like the same you know it's like you know we're, we were listening to the, the juggalo song the unveiling where they like quote unquote unveil that they were christians the whole time and they and they say we're not sorry if we tricked you may, may the juggalos find god and they they turn to jesus and it's like it's too bad that they felt they needed to do that. Yeah. And wouldn't it be a better world if, like, the unveiling was, like, we're all coming out and we all yes. love each other and we, yes. we raise our little juggalo children together in this big family yes. because it's actually, like, a an expression of uh, collective love. Precisely. And, um, this is the true unveiling. This is the true unveiling. <laughs> it's, I, so I'm not trying to make fun of juggalos. Um, and I'm not trying to make fun of new metal and it was like, it's not really juggalos, but more new, new metal was like a serious part of my life when I was young. Well, yeah. I mean, all these things, <laughs> yeah, it, all these things. And I feel like that kind of as a, like 
that kind of group or friend group uh, have that we've kind of been pulling from and that we kind of keep rehashing. It's, it's, it's a rehashing of like influences from like, uh, adolescence, um, and from, uh, you know, just your kind of life around you <sighs> and try, trying to figure out it, it to, to say something to... more than just like, Oh, nostalgia for this aesthetic. I don't think it's nostalgia. I think, uh, I think there's, like... I don't have nostalgia for that period no, of exactly. time personally. I know <laughs> there is, is, there is a word for, uh, like something like some, the opposite of nostalgia or like, um, oh. and I forget it, I forget <laughs> what it is. Um, but really, yeah, it's, it's, you know, looking looking at the past, but it's it's really in in a in a way to dissect it and to try to yeah get to something in there. But I would I would have a very difficult time uh, describing that as as nostalgic, really. Um, I think much more yeah. so critical or you know with a kind of critique lens to it. Yeah, I guess like the problem is like when like the way like recuperation works is that like it's like if artists are like little signals of like hey this is cool again right then like some asshole at a design firm right will then sell it to the biden harris campaign right to sell his t-shirts or whatever yes cannot um, wait for the the biden harris uh juggalo, juggalo <laughs> new metal uh <laughs> oh my god it's coming dude they did like they did like they did these like night like like Dave Matthews band kind of oh, like God. um or like um Grateful Dead sort of like t-shirts. Yes. Like yes. in the earlier campaign cycle that we did like an episode about that like stemmed from this like particular design firm that's like absolutely pulling from like things like online ceramics yeah. and like my my good friends bread press who i love and i buy their shirts mm-hmm. but we're absolutely we're being used <laughs> we're being used in a pin what's it like in a vision board <laughs> in a fucking in like the worst d- oh, pr no. firms in the, the cursed, world cursed and like mckenzie's board. like blackboards oh, no. and like like oh my you know oh, slack my. inspiration channels Holy our shit's getting crap. put there like 100 percent. you know it yeah that's oh man You're yeah right. and, and the I memesters are are the worst offenders of this like the people who are their work is exclusively online and exclusively pulling from and more and more and more self-referential people yeah on online yeah yeah um, but and it's why i think like i always crave building in-person community and i mourn whenever we have like a viable in-person community that gets destroyed like silent barn did yeah or yeah and like you know disclaimer we had set out to specifically do a gallery that like fought the dominant like paradigms like we were doing identity politics Uh uh-huh absolutely very and we were doing wokeism and we were (laughs) we were we are woke we're very woke (laughs) we're very woke on this we're we're super woke in our juggalo makeup um oh god but yeah you know pin board too cursed pin board yeah everything we do is being says woke and then us and our juggalo makeup woke juggalos juggalos yeah it 
it's all to me it's things that need to be resolved rather than like uh the like this versus not this but like and like that was the thing with disclaimer was like we set out to show people who like you know historically data completely backed up by hundreds of thousands of years of data women and like people of color not shown in uh you know new york yeah where you know that's where we were in new mm -hmm. york mm -hmm. and that's where the art establishment is like mm -hmm. a, you know working for art for magazine where like at the time there was like a study about like the covers of art for magazine so right. you could like you could look at like that as like your your grounding point and like that's where we were coming from we, yeah we were like we want to give people a chance to show their work and like feel supported and encouraged to do a gallery show yeah where these other galleries uh had their heads in their ass <laughs> like Gavin Brown Bushwick, fuck you! Get the fuck out of here! The fuck are you doing here? Just, just fucking stay in Manhattan, you little psychopath. God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's you know, I think I don't. It's, it's one thing when a gallery's like, I mean, because galleries, you know, if yeah, like do sales, and if that's you know, that's what they do, and that's fine. It's I think it's when it's kind of like the. Uh, you know the kind of the kind of signaling that they're doing something for like a the greater social good you know um that's yeah. just kind of gets yeah no yeah gets under my skin i think part of our disclaimer was like we are part of this like gentrifying yeah. process so yeah you know instead of like if you know self self-censoring flagellating ourselves and never doing art again we right. just like well we're, we'll dedicate a lot of time to lift up other people and yeah. try like try to do that and f try to in particular like reach out to people from bushwick but you know it, it anybody who we thought needed <laughs> to have a show like who we thought you know not uh -huh. like uh hausenworth or these other fucking I don't yeah know, psychos and i think there is a lot of um power in that um but yeah i don't know i think there's a difference between like like setting out to i don't know like you set out to do something and and try to try to be a, a part of the place you're coming from um rather than like what's happening in ridgewood now with this like fakery this like this literal like um you know we have we have uh bought up all these buildings and we're just gonna put in stuff and pretend it's the same right as what's going on like around even though we're importing the chefs importing right the owners importing like everything maybe you're hiring local workers at the, like the very worker level right but it, you know you can't pretend like it's it's like a, a an easy meld like and none of this shit's you know 
under all this shit's always going to be a struggle. There's going to be conflict all the time. Like it, whether you have like, and that's like what true with silent bar and like, you can have like the best intentions and the best little disclaimer. And there's still going to be all this drama and all this problems. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I, I don't know if like, I think it might be just, it, it's just cannot be the two cannot really coexist. The, uh, the idea that you can kind of go through a like this gentrification or gentrify an area, but do so eth ethically and morally, I don't think it's possible really to do that. But, um, but the ethical, but the the, and I think it's it's not you that's unethical. I think yeah. it's just the system is unethical. It's the fact that so people you have can to be, be pushed out of there yeah. and have no rights as renters. Right. It's just um, the fact that that is um, legal um, and and really kind of put into like a, a system, you know. Um, uh, I mean, I th you know, until that's kind of uh, dealt with. Yeah I, yeah, I agree. You can't kind of like outmaneuver that, you know, as like an uh, uh <laughs> a new restaurant that pushed out you know grocery store but we have morals or you know wh right. whatever we have a manifesto like or that's like not we're, gonna do it we're doing like a we're doing like a thing where we're trying to copy the historical aesthetics of the neighborhood yeah but at the same time it's not really benefiting the neighborhood it's benefiting this one exactly. landlord yes or it's benefiting this one gallery yeah or something like Whereas, like, if if you have a, I think there's like ways to have a space, and it's like, like I think Silent Barn was Silent Barn was on its way to being a like a space for the public. Like, it, uh -huh. it, it pretty much was. Like, you could, like, it was the place that you could book an all ages show, and without much like, yeah, you know, true. But I mean, I also just, um, it's hard for me to kind of, uh, also just, but also just the fact of just that place just existing, you know, as signals to, you know, right. That's like what real estate developers and, you know, from. exactly. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, I feel like, a, yeah. kind of feel like locusts at times, you know, <laughs> it's just, uh, just, no, it's true. And like, and you know, a lot of it is like, you know, it's like with Silent Barn or like, you know, I think about Tobos in the same way. Yeah. Like a lot of it is like kids from the New York area also just trying to have their own neighborhood yeah. to that they could be in. A lot of where middle class kids come from are from neighborhoods that are also being gentrified yeah. that they mm -hmm. can't necessarily go back to. Right. There's like a process pushing them out of their like, you know, quote, like, and, you know ancestral homelands right. <laughs> like you know if i tried yeah. to live in upstate new york i'd be actually paying a lot more than what i'm paying here that's crazy <laughs> wow for sure wow that's <laughs> because wild. i'd have to you know even if i found some deal i'd have to drive i'd have right to, okay uh, you know yeah I'd no obviously yeah all these other factors you know i don't know well, I mean, that's the thing. It's just like, um, it's inescapable because um, it really just, it comes down to a complete lack of regulation and, and public uh, support and public, and public space. 
Yeah. And it's just, it's, you know, you're just kind of kicking the, uh, well, you know, just kind of moving the, uh, issue from one spot to another. Um, yeah. I mean, look at the amazing shit you get when you like fund like public television. You get the coolest shit. Yes. You get the craziest shit. You get the coolest shit. You get like a sense of cohesion of like, you know, in this municipality we all get this weird channel and we all kind of watch it or call <laughs> call into the weird show and like it's it may it's like less fucking it doesn't divide your brain as much as like the the internet does or like i don't know i don't know it's not like not like we can put the toothpaste back in the fucking tube but nope <laughs> no we cannot at the same time if we were allowed to live where we are i think we it would i think a lot of things that have been torn away we could rebuild like you know i think about how in our lifetime local media right was stripped of any power and you know they destroyed the village voice and like you know they destroyed right like not just here in the city but everywhere like local papers were destroyed and I think about something that makes Ridgewood livable is like that there is kind of still a little bit of a, a local media structure. Mm. Um, and I also think about being in small press and watching like it's, it's not doing that bad. Like it's, it's really hard to like live as a artist and, and just doing, um, shows all the time like doing um festivals or whatever Mm -hmm. tabling all the time um but if you're a publisher it's kind of doable like it's it if yeah if if you build out a structure for to publish your friends works like i i feel like that's coming back i feel like it's small press is like doing well in some weird ways i don't don't know how to describe it i mean you heard it here first i think it is like i know it's not like 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 i'm trying to say like i think as an in on an individual level it's really difficult some people can make it work um but yeah i think given that we could rebuild um local media we could rebuild a a local paper that's not on the internet and yeah Yeah. try to try to escape some of the surveillance for example right yeah (laughs) no i don't i am not one for putting the toothpaste back in the tube i don't want the toothpaste back in the tube i just want i just want some (laughs) fucking improvements on like you know the what we have yeah uh, and what we're going to have yeah Uh, and maybe some like slowing down like the way that everything is set up right now is to like give all these like gigantic subsidies to these same like four companies like these yeah. that you know benefits the united united states imperialism you know it's we're we're gonna get to this point where we we can't we can't keep expanding like these like we can't keep like having an iphone every year like that has to slow right. down that's has to slow down like there's no other way like what do you mean they're, they're going to the moon 
They're going to space to expand further yeah, into yeah. space. They're, but they're realizing. I think that <laughs> they're realizing that that's not going to be viable. Like, you know, Elon's hair plugs are not very good. Oh, my God. And he's he's got so much money. And that's oh the best God. that all the money in the world can buy. Yeah, that's true. That's he's not true. going to Mars, dude. He knows it. Oh, my God. Um, do they, though? I don't I don't know. I don't know if they do. I think I think they believe. Mm-hmm. I think they have, they they have a strong belief that somehow it, this this doesn't touch them, you know, it won't touch them. I mean, if they have belief, it's because of the bunkers. Oh yeah. Um, more than like going to Mars. Mars bunker. But like, yeah, I think there has to be a lot more <laughs> sabotage of like you know, like it, if we could tie it in people's heads that like you know these these fucking horrific and environmentally fucked like server farms uh bitcoin mining farms uh spacex launches are hurting us there has to be like more of an appetite grown to sabotage them like or like Nestle privatizing water supplies. Yeah. There has to be a point where people aren't going to take that anymore. But to in order for them to not take that, they have to be get re- receive the information that they are being poisoned. Right. Well, there has to be <laughs> there has to be some kind of public um like self-identifying with and some kind of uh you know, public support for this, well, they're being like, captured by the internet. In my mind, they're being captured by Joe Rogan, Tucker Carlson right. types. They're being like captured. Yeah. yeah. And if there was a way to build, rebuild public trust, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be locally in their local communities. Uh huh. And then the, so then the problem is like, like if artists can't live in these places to like build out these things like or like middle class people or like whatever yeah who have like the wherewithal education whatever um connections to um to build out these things um and into and integrate into the, these and, and integrate trust with yeah. like these other places um it's gonna be hard and so like yeah the trans divide is just that it's a it's another wedge to prevent understanding yes um and yeah i don't know that's something definitely i think about in 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 my work and like in the type of um dumbass um halloween costumes i choose to do (laughs) or uh whatever Uh, I do think um, I always kind of thought of, of it in that way as kind of like a, a like gender critique or, or uh, gendered kind of, you know, look or, or study um, of like a lot of the work we were doing. Uh, and I still think in my work, too, because, I mean, like when you're kind of trying to, to kind of pick, pick up references for these these kind of things gendered kind of concepts what do you end up what is there you know what do you end up with it's like new metal yes <laughs> you know 
yeah. on one end. Yeah. Like it's ultimate masculinity. It really is. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's the ultimate masculinity masculinity and it's like you know it's like juggalo people are like carnival people. So mm-hmm. And that's like a culture that they're tapping into. Yes. And it's like a yes. fucked up culture linked to like clowns, which are, of course, like fucked up. Yes. <laughs> Stupid. Yes. But like, it is our culture. Like right. what? <laughs> like what else unifies us? Like Halloween is such an interesting time because in in the United States in particular, I think um, it it's like a it's like a it's become I, I feel like it's on the up <laughs> you feel like it's on the up yeah i do yeah <laughs> and i feel and i feel like the hot topic straight couple which is this archetype i'm obsessed with um yes. bringing into the queer umbrella yes um, as oh like <laughs> you know you're doing gender if you're a goth like or if you you know uh-huh like if you're putting on a makeup and a costume and like what I like, I don't know, like to perform, like to be an artist is gay. Like it's a really gay, like you cannot really get around it. Like, I don't know. I, maybe it's just cause I watched, um, Salome's last dance. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. And that's like helping me synthesize. <laughs> <laughs> It's really tying together these loose ends, yeah, nicely. Just like you know, the idea of like you know depravity, pervert, yeah, like whatever. Like what's queer than that? Like I don't know. Yeah, and no, you true. can do it in a straight. Way. You can do it in a. You way. You can do that... it in a straight way. <laughs> like, like I think like like or like, but I'm I'm doing air quotes. People can't hear. You gotta, you gotta do them stronger so pe- they can hear the it, air quotes in a straight <laughs> way yeah <laughs> but it's not really straight like because <laughs> it's it's all like different masks that you're playing with right and different roles that you're playing but with. all all signifiers are though yeah but i think if if you're like specifically setting out to like be performative right okay <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh i don't know i don't know it's it, it, you're making a conscious choice kind of to put I mean, on clown makeup put on clown makeup yeah well same thing with like the the death metal of black, um, yes yeah 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 i mean i see the direct link there just you know with like the makeup and then the style all that you know obviously but but i mean it's that's really just one one of of many signifiers that people use to to you well, know it's, signal. it's like a nationalist project could absorb them but right. that's like yeah. why i'm like oh if we build up this like queer like community local scene except accept acceptance yes i don't know there's stuff I, in there yeah absolutely <laughs> i don't know i, I don't think quite. so i'm still working it out <laughs> it's not like it's it's not a fully formed it's just what i think about in my work a lot no but, but i think i think there are like and i i think um just kind of like going on instincts and going on that kind of like gut instinct of like there's something here you know like usually like that can it'll they'll be the first to tell you that there is something you know to be had here to to be figured out um yeah. and but then you know it takes 
it takes some like di- yeah digesting of the the issue to really kind of maybe get to like a yeah. vocalization of what it is exactly. Right now, it's like an insane Google Doc where I just like, <laughs> put, I just put like the f- most fucked shit that I find. Oh yeah, and I'm trying to like figure it out. But yes, but, and have you tried <laughs> printing it out and? Putting it's it on a there. wall. It's, it's getting, getting there. <laughs> I I just needed I needed to not work as much. Like I that's why I mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna have an art practice again and I, I really admire your art practice. Because <laughs> you're really you've always been able to just really actually commit to making work. Oh yeah. And and getting it finished and <laughs> having a body of work. Uh like oh. yeah. I mean we have you know when we had the idea for like further affinity yes like we did we did this you know in 2015 we had this zine further affinity trying to like it was like a diplomatic um outreach to the furry community well i feel like this is because you spoke about this when we were working on that too um i feel like you always have such like in like such smart insight and i mean really, i know it's, but it, it really is um you know you're talking about you know again like tying labor practices into right. uh like furry pornography you know they furry have art. a better system of compensation than like the vast majority of other like art yes scenes yes as far as like fairness and standards there- and there's like a directness, you know, there. Uh, and like a guild, they're like a, a, you know, a, a non-formalized guild. Yes. Like their community. And and so the point was like, if, if you know, if we embrace this community, it's like we could like learn from them and they, and they could get really cool adoptables, uh-huh. really weird conceptual ones. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it just ties into like you know like so nicely into artists i mean i think it's a brilliant idea yeah and you made it actually happen and (laughs) like we did it and like i was like showing sessa these like weird like 80s and 90s like um hire this illustrator things that are just completely gone from the world like what are those even called Oh, I don't remember. They're like catalogs of artists yes. that you can hire yes. for your commercial prod yes. product. Yes. And that was like the inspiration was like, <laughs> it'll just be us. And right. And then we outreach. <laughs> Building like, bridges. Yeah. And, and as always. It's, it's like, a, yeah, it's like an art cal- like for a gallery or whatever. But it's like for your consideration, here's like all these people's emails and uh-huh. they're willing to do commission for your commission. Yes. So it's just like an outreach project. Willing and eager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, now I'm extending that outreach to new metal heads or juggalos and um, whatever. Like, I don't know. And I, I feel like that's a lot of like that machine girl scene is like. Yeah. Like Matt I, not, and and Sean and all of them are like, like Nico from Kill Alters and Bonnie from and Bonnie mm. Baxter from Kill Alters. Like all, mm. all of them there they do this thing where they just they look into the well of everything the shit like all of the mm-hmm. just like all the worst shit um and stupidest shit on the internet and then um they just kind of let it pass through them and um make art anyway <laughs> yeah and yeah. it mm-hmm. it makes for this kind of like um like you know it 
it's not really noise. Like there's actually like a through line there. Right. It's like new metal three or something. Or like, like it's, not, it's like making, it's like the next, it's like a logical legacy. Yeah. Of a lot of these different things. Um, it's not just coming out of like, um, tra- a traditional, um, music studies. Right background or something right but it's coming from like a, a pretty serious study of popular music and uh stuff we listen to on the radio when we're kids yeah 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 well i mean it's it's you know it's engaging with uh you know the uh with the true culture around you you know uh not culture with a capital c but you know or yeah maybe maybe culture subcultures with a i guess c. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess so, but I mean, but like, what is the subculture? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, subculture or or, or not, you know, I if don't the think the subculture that really is mat- more popular, right? Isn't that the dominant exactly. culture? <laughs> yeah. And like, if all if everybody fucking goes apeshit for Halloween, yeah, isn't everybody a little fucking and also this whole thing of like, yes, yes, absolutely, and also this whole thing about subculture, like, what are we even talking about there? Like, that's <laughs> with this. It's just like, do you like this brand or that right. brand? It's right. not. We. It's not like we're living different types of like lifestyles. No, we're, you all, know? we're all like pretty trapped in the same. We all sit thing. on the couch and watch TV. It's just, what are you watching on TV? You know, I don't it's know if true. I would. If I would really. None even... of these cultures are like building towards a, a revolutionary right. project, which is like always my hope. But it's hard to like figure out how to like agitate around that or yeah um i mean it it helps slowly to like have a to have like a political underpinning or to like be like you know i i read marx here's here's what here's what i read you guys should read it too yeah (laughs) like it does help to like to do that but absent a um absent like a i think formalized party structure we're going to be like treading this way for quite some time. Uh, yeah, I think so too. I don't, I, mm, it's, I, yeah, I have a hard time understanding why it's so easily digestible and easily accepted. Um, it seems like worldwide, mm. you know, um, what it is about just that kind of outlook or approach to life or, or just, you know, way of viewing the world, uh, that is so appealing to people. Um, I'm speaking of just like fascist kind of tendencies, you know. Um, but um, I think it's because that's it is like I think people submit to it. I think people like ultimately are afraid, and I think they like when, especially when they become property owners, they're like, "Oh shit, these thugs work for me." So right, I, I better embrace it because you know. If I don't, I'll get shot or whatever. Right. So it because like I think it becomes sort of that, but then you have like Wagner type people <laughs> making it cool, like or like you uh-huh. know whatever post left Peter Thiel idiots right. are doing it now. Right. Art form magazine. Jesus. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh. Uh, so mm. I, that's why I am. It's like a it's a tricky line to be in but i i have come around like because it it was like there was a couple years where i was kind of just like flagellating myself and not really making my own work and 
and just doing political work or whatever. Yeah. But you actually do need things for people to grab onto and want to be a part of. And that, and part of that will coalesce into a, a viable political project. <laughs> and as, as we saw during, during the George, George Floyd uprising, like the, the that's true. When, yeah. when the moments happen, um, you know, if you, the more organized you are, the better, the better it will be for everybody. Right. If we, if we had been better organized in the bit, in the beginning of the pandemic, we, we could have won. We, that could have been a moment for massive historic. Yeah. Gains. Even though people are like, Oh, we did get historic gains, but it's like, no historic gains is, yeah. is rent control for yeah, everybody. Exactly. That's historic yes. gains. Yeah. Like, and even that, as we've, seen um through history not not necessarily living through mm-hmm. was not also not enough it yeah. was also not really historic gains in the long run yeah um it was a a buyout for the ruling class at the time or the, the the working class at the time how like a city a city of renters cannot agree upon <laughs> rent st- stabilization i will never understand that I don't get it either. I don't I, get why yeah. why we're not just like balls to the wall demanding complete rent control now and like and right to buy or like I don't know. Yeah, I think that well the right to buy it, it is kind of the problem too. Like the problem is like people do get absorbed into the homeowner class and then they like forget about <laughs> right other people and then they become landlords themselves yes and, and the the math changes again yes um so really it's it's it then it becomes tricky doing work in the imperial core be, when or when you're surrounded like you get kind of like maoist third worldist about it where it's like um mm. oh every like everybody is content just being a little homeowner and having their little right plot, plot of land and, right and yeah not really leaving it um and so then it becomes a, a matter of uh yeah either how to integrate those people which is i think g- generously what a lot of those like post lefty people are like oh we gotta integrate the people who love the cops so we have to like uh-huh. I'm doing nerd voice because they're fucking nerds. Like, <laughs> they're like the worst. Like it's like, <laughs> stop. Like or or you can like, mm-hmm. like it it like I feel like to them, it's easier to appeal to these like to grovel to, like the like these more middle class people because they're cl- they're that's where their class, right, alignment yeah is stronger. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's icky and hard to, to talk to poor people or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know how to, um, how to, I don't think there's really a way to integrate homeownership into a revolutionary project. I mean, I, I, th- I, I agree. And I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I mean, agree with that. I think it's fine for people to have their personal stuff, but then you have to like, 
build out a I, anti-inheritance or something. Yeah, anti-inheritance. Yes, absolutely. But I also don't. I don't understand why somehow it's always oh, think of the poor homeowners. Um, yeah, that's the thing, and not like the vast majority of renter. I, I mean. For once, just do something in your own best interest. Well, we have to get to the point where we stop, like it, it like small, like because the line gets moved over and over again. Because then it becomes like, oh, homeowners. Then it becomes like, oh, small landlords. And it's like, no, well, no, no, honestly, no, no. Honestly, fuck no, homeowners no, no, no. and fuck small exactly. landlords. I just, fuck I don't whole, like. No, you're right. I don't like. Okay, sure, fine. I understand. Like, I sure, yes. J- j- specific. But they people. have all the power, and they have all of the fucking. They have like. Voting they, is in their favor. Everything's right, in their favor. Right. So people like, ob- like I think it's obvious why people end up kowtowing to them. Even lefty politicians, even lefty um, thinkers, or whatever. I just don't understand why a group of people who have in common that they are renters yeah. should be taking in first and foremost should yeah. be taking into consideration what a homeowners want. I just don't understand why that is our problem. You know, it's be, yeah, it, it's because ultimately everybody's bought because they don't give a shit about about renters. Well, yeah, that, that's the, the. I think everybody's bought into the system too much like it's like if you're doing like electoralism within this you you know new york united states yeah system then you have to do some appeal to homeowners because they have all the power they have all the power in the elections they have all the all the power in the elections yeah like all of it and there's they're the ones who get to have a cohesive neighborhood because they're the only ones who are allowed to root in a neighborhood. So yeah. it's like it becomes this like fucked thing. Yeah. Where nobody else is allowed to root in the neighborhood. Everyone's moving every two years right. or whatever. Um and yeah, and it's and it's why I I do feel strongly about like making making lines in the sand even though you are a gentrifier. Yeah. Because you, you can't just give up. You can't be like, okay, I was a gentrifier, but now I am here and I'm going to fight against further gentrification and I'm going to fight against McKinsey psychos. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to look and examine like the places that I go and like if those places are appealing to the racist reactionaries mm-hmm. in the neighborhood old or new mm-hmm. old or new mm-hmm. i'm not going to support them and i'm going to carve out th- this consistency and um you know and not and not just like you know sit in my apartment order delivery get my laundry delivered right. never see yeah. anybody like yeah. never do anything um type of shit i don't know there's there's a way to get people to come out of their homes and participate in the place they live and then there's a way to educate those people if you are serious about having a political project yes oh i mean what you were uh doing or you know what they are doing with the uh renters union um, well the different tenants tenants, unions yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's 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 hard it's hard and it's slow going and there's a lot of like um, poly- like really stressful conversations in in these places, but it's a lot easier when you're doing it with a bunch of your friends. Yeah, and all your your friends are there to back you up, and you're you know you 
you feel like if you know if you had a hard debate with your comrades like you you still feel all right afterwards like right it's important because it does get really hard yeah <laughs> yes and then i like i burn out and then i can't do it for like months at a time and then i get back into it type of thing like that happens to me all the time i've been in the tennis union for seven years you know has it been seven <laughs> years wow yeah, totally whoa yeah yeah there's like i i i first got into tenant organizing through a group called brooklyn anti-gentrification network before i knew about a local project in my neighborhood and then through that network i learned about my local project in my neighborhood and um yeah so these big like national tenant or ne or citywide tenant networks are also really important um to connect random people to yeah. each other you know yeah yeah <laughs> we'd have no other connection otherwise other yeah. than yeah we're, we're both renters and we both care about tenant rights right um and and yeah so that's why i don't know like national the not they're, they're not i keep saying that i mean tank is national um the tenant autonomous network oh. uh, like people you can join that, that no matter where you live um but the citywide ones are like met council um or the housing justice for all coalition through dsa um mm -hmm. but and la tennis union is amazing yes la tennis union yes fucking rocks and shout uh, out yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um i'm gonna be i'm gonna be talking with um uh tracy one of the founders soon about you know strategies and stuff yeah because i feel in a weird place with all of it but I, I'm still committed to it. You know, it's just, it's just a lot. It's it a is, lot. it is hard work. <laughs> I mean, it is extremely complicated. You don't uh, want to step on anyone's toes. You don't want to be rude and you don't like, cause like, you know, if, if you're a white person and the neighborhood is predominantly Latino mm. or, you know, has a huge Latino population or has a huge black population, then you don't want to be like, you know, you don't want to like, right be rude you right. don't want to no, be an asshole yeah. no absolutely <laughs> yeah um which i feel like i probably am guilty of like you know <laughs> like being like brass i'm always brass and opinionated and shit and and yeah that it 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 gets hard because like everybody's just really passionate and cares about this stuff well and, you're you're not a politician you yeah, know it's true yeah so i mean you you may not have the uh the the slimy ease of a politician uh you I'm know i'm learning because i got a job at an ngo which is like right yeah basically politics yeah yeah got it and and the more you work on political campaigns the more you feel equipped and trained to talk to people and yes this stuff yes but you do have i mean you have very you have very clear ideas of of where you stand on things and you do deliver that very directly and clearly to people i mean i think um sh i mean we are all guilty of having you know by usually not by on purpose mm. uh but in one way or another probably come across as rude abrasive mm. um too, too much uh, too loud and um, not our our place, um, but um, I mean you are working with kind of a pretty like cl 
clear kind of set of like political beliefs i think you know yeah so. it's tough when you're like oh i've dedicated myself to understanding my political ideology and yeah. then like um you're working with a lot of people who don't really care to right examine things further necessarily some people do a lot of people do but yeah. like like you you have to work with other people and yeah and um not everyone's gonna be on the same page like no and and sometimes you learn like the real ideological differences between like a marxist and an anarchist for example yeah like, <laughs> and sometimes it's like what oh this like person i used to think was really radical is now like into bitcoin and is, they think it's some like i mean anarchists, like, okay sorry like anarchists are kind of just libertarians they're just libertarians at a certain point <laughs> they're just fucking libertarians are they just it's true <laughs> and you watch it happen and it's like this is psycho yeah yeah what is going on yeah <laughs> oh. oh yeah no okay. i mean that's 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 my uh two cents on, on, <laughs> on no i appreciate it i i feel like we really focus too much on on not your work and i want to talk more <laughs> on your work but what shows do you have coming up Oh, I'm doing a two-person show with Hannah Uman. Oh, Hannah, amazing. Perfect. Fucking amazing artist um, in New York City. Uh, everyone should go check out um, her York. work. It's really good. Uh, oh, but where's your show? Your it's show. it's going to be in Chicago. Yeah, I thought H so. Chicago, and it's going to be... Um, Oh, I really should have this information uh, ready to go for for stuff like this. Whatever. What's your Instagram? <laughs> it's it's gonna be late uh, late spring. Uh, my Instagram is Sessa Sessa Sessa. Great. That's me. And yeah, everyone go um, see Sessa's <laughs> show. I'll, I'll fucking go to Chicago. I swear to God. Do it. I swear do it i'll fucking i'll fucking do it i'll fucking do it i'll fucking go to chicago i swear i'll, I'll do Spirit it Airlines yeah. for, for nine hours for fifty dollars there's gonna be eight layovers i'll fucking do it i'll just like be stuck in jfk for five hours to just like get a cheap flight you'll have you'll have like uh you'll have like a layover in i don't know atlanta Laguardia. no i'll be at Laguardia, and then you go have to get go back and have a layover back in new york again for some fucking reason and then you fly out we should do a photo shoot at the Laguardia spencer's gifts fountain that have sounds, you seen that yet? No, I have not seen that yet. It's so crazy. That sounds beautiful. When Biden was like, LaGuardia is a shithole. When he came, <laughs> he came to, I love telling people this story. So sorry if I've already told it on the pod I, and to you. <laughs> Biden came to Glendale. Uh-huh. To Glendale, New York. Okay. Um, it, The last year of the Obama presidency. Okay. He was still vice president. Yes. And um, two cops were shot, point blank. Pow, pow. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, by a hero from from Baltimore who was yes. just in in town. Yes, yes, um, yes. And uh, the uh, I think one or both one of, at least one of the cops was from Glendale and was buried in in like the cemetery. Okay, near here. Okay, and they had a giant police procession. Right, I remember this down Myrtle. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, and Biden was there and he was like, "Laguardia is a shithole." And then they fixed LaGuardia and they made it look like a Spencer's gift. Oh my God. It's so funny. Oh my God. Because <laughs> that is our culture. That is our culture. <laughs> that is culture. <laughs> Capital C. 
<laughs> well, thanks, Sessa, for um, doing the podcast. Thank I, you. I, I sprung it on you, and I just made it happen. I was promised uh, Juggalo makeup, and it's, and what did I get? I got dude. This completes the look. I got the photo of us with the cornered headphones. into a podcast. You with the headphones and the mic. It looks so good. It looks great. It looks so good. Like I'm taking another photo. Okay. Yes. Everybody, yes. let's have fun out there. Happy Halloween. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun.